The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls. DFS today. This is your Tuesday, May 18th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I'm going to be running this one solo for you guys. Usually I'm here with my main man, Will, uh, but he just had dental surgery. He got all of his wisdom teeth taken out uh, <clears throat> just last night. So he's going to, he's having a rest day, uh, a DMP old, uh, as, as Pop would put him at. I hope he's listening to this one. I uh, when he told me about it, I sent him the Kobe meme and told him he was soft, but um, he well-deserved rest day for my man, Will. <clears throat> but we got two games today on the docket, just two. One at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Regular season has finished, but we're technically not on the playoffs yet. We are in the play-in games. Uh, yes, this is the second year of them. They did them last year for the bubble reasons. Uh, this year, they're continuing in it seems like it's going to be something that continues Uh, we'll get into that but uh, before we get into the two games on the docket i do want to give a shout out to our guys over at my bookie simply the best sports book around Uh, if you didn't get in on the action over the weekend on on the end of the regular season or or the high profile uh, vacant ufc belt up there or uh, even the horse racing action any of that you want to get into it now. Now the playoffs are starting. You can make some future bets, some playoff bets, all that stuff. Uh, right in the swing of things in baseball season. Hockey's hitting the playoffs. Everything's going on. At WNBA just restarted uh, up again. There's so much going on. Also, they have a fully-fledged casino platform. So you don't have to go to your local or nearby casino, or if you live far away from one. You don't have to drive far away to go to a casino that's going to be packed you know, with a bunch of people can do it right from your home and and see live dealers and and all that stuff so yes uh, if you want to do that enter the promo code hoopball and get your first deposit matched halfway up to one thousand dollars yes get your first deposit matched halfway up to one thousand dollars with the promo code hoopball i also want to give a shout out over to our guys at manscaped the number one men's below the waist grooming in the world Uh, I have a ton of products myself. I bought the Perfect Package 3.0, and it is awesome. It came with a shirt, uh, the toner, some cleaner, uh, the lawnmower 3.0, which is awesome, and all this other good stuff, a handbag, uh, some boxers. It was amazing. Definitely worth the price, uh, but you can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code HoopBall on any product you want from Manscaped. And I'm going to recommend the Perfect Package 3.0 among all of their great products because it comes with a lot of that stuff. A lot of it is thrown in there, and it is awesome. All right, guys. Now for what you're waiting for. This one's going to go quick since Will's not here. Uh, Chatty Cathy Will. Um, and it's only two games. It's the two playing games. 
But we'll get right down to it. The It's the Eastern Conference playoff games. The first game on the docket is the Charlotte Hornets at the Indiana Pacers. This one starts at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a spread of three and a half. Uh, the Pacers are three and a half point home favorites. And the total is 229. Both these totals are pretty close. I'll throw them both out right now, and then I'll do it again when I get to the next game. The next game would be the Wizards and Celtics at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a 235 game total, and the Celtics are three-point home favorites. Uh, but we'll go back to the first one, Charlotte and Indy, and I'll run down the injury report because there is a lot to run down. On the Hornets, Gordon Hayward and Cody Martin are out. On the Pacers, we have a lot of people in, out, who knows. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, Miles Turner, TJ Warren will not be playing, but we have Malcolm Brogdon, DeMontis Sabonis, Edmund Sumner, and Aaron Holiday all as questionable. And those are big names there. Um, <clears throat> we'll start with the Hornets. They are the away team. They are the underdog. Uh, and looking at them as of right now, I'm not completely into putting a ton of these guys in my lineup. Uh, that being said, if the Pacers are missing a lot of their those big names, mainly Sabonis and Brogdon, which I don't believe they will be missing them. I mean, I think they're going to be trying to play as much as possible, especially Sabonis. Brogdon maybe a little bit farther off, but I expect them to play. Um, the healthy game, I'm not huge on anyone in Charlotte looking at all the price tags. But I do have some interest in a guy like Cody Zeller at 4-7. He's been playing a couple, uh, playing a lot more minutes the last couple games, over 30 in the last two. And especially if Sabonis plays, they're going to need a guy like him in the lineup. Uh, they need a big body against Sabonis. <clears throat> so uh, I, I think that's where, uh, what's going to happen. If Sabonis didn't play, then I don't know if you really necessarily need Cody Seller much. Uh, they can just throw out P.J. Washington for start at center and play 40 minutes uh, and bridges. And they can go small with Ball and Rozier and even Graham possibly uh, or McDaniels. But... I'm I'm leaning towards Sabonis playing, and Zeller would be the guy I'm looking at here to get some cheap exposure to this team. Because if you're looking with only two games and only top end guys mainly, uh, especially when you get to the playoffs, gonna want to try and find the value when you can. So that's where I'm looking at. I also don't mind Miles Bridges, but uh, I think there are there is better value there, um, and that's what I'm looking at the Hornets and thinking. I'd rather spend my money elsewhere. I don't not hate these guys, but I think they're fairly priced comparatively. But then again, if the Pacers are missing some big guys, then I'll reassess. Then I, I think Rosier gets a bump for me. Uh, Bridges, who I just mentioned, gets a bump. And maybe I'll look at P.G. Washington if uh, Sabonis is out. Then I don't think they need to run Cody Zeller. <clears throat> and Malik Monk would uh, potentially be more in play for me at bare, nearly bare minimum. And that's a guy that I might throw into the lineup. Um, just because there are not many guys you're going to find under 4K that are, are worth it here. And we know maybe the minutes haven't been there lately, but we know he can get hot in an instant. Uh, and that's one of the guys with the highest upside that's very low price tag. So uh, those are the guys that I'm, I'm looking at on the Hornets, uh, varying varying degrees there. On the other side of the ball, the Pacers, uh, we have their, <clears throat> two of their, their two highest priced guys as questionable in Sabonis and Brogdon. Um, we know Turner's already out, <clears throat> so there's. You know, I was hoping Lamb would be able to play because bare minimum 3K would have been fantastic. But um, as of here, if 
Sabonis does play, I really like him, and he would probably be the guy that I'm locking into my lineups. Uh, I know we'll get to a guy who's over 12,000 in the next game. That's been completely insane, but uh, Sabonis is only 10K. He's the second-highest-priced guy. That's a $2,500 savings, and he's averaged nearly 50 points against this Hornets team in the regular season in 35 minutes uh, at 20 points, 12 rebounds, and nearly 7 assists per game. That's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I expect him to play, and if he does, he should be playing a lot of minutes. I played in the last game on the 16th on Sunday, so looking like he and he played 39 minutes in that one. I uh, put up nearly 60 fantasy points. This is just a very good matchup for him. I mentioned the centers, two centers on the other side of the ball on, on the Hornets. You got Zeller, Biombo, who's not really playing too much now, and P.J. Washington. None of those guys pose a threat to him physically. Uh, on the glass, in the low post, uh, and especially if Brogdon doesn't play, which would just be a much bigger boost also to Sabonis. He's going to run a lot more offense and get, uh, I would expect, near double-digit assists, if not double-digit assists. And that's just great value for him at 10K. So I'm hoping Brogdon doesn't play. I'm hoping Sabonis does play, and that's just a fantastic uh, option for me. 10K, yes, pricey but I will go there in this particular matchup. If Brogdon does play, he bumps him slightly down, but I still think uh, he's in a fantastic matchup here. <clears throat> and he's going to play as many minutes as he can handle uh, with the season on the line. Them being the 9 and 10 seed, they can't afford a loss. The next game can afford a loss. They don't want to, but they can afford it, and they'll still have another opportunity. This, no. Um, outside of Sabonis, TJ McConnell, if Brogdon does not play... Uh, this guy's just racking up assists. That's what he does. He's been scoring a little bit. He racks up steals as well, and he's been playing a lot of minutes. Three of the last four games, I'll throw out his minutes. 40, 31, 45, uh, 19, 8, and 10 shots. 19 is the outlier, but around 8 to 12 shots, um, if Brogdon doesn't play, is, is reasonable. So double-digit points, uh, 7 to 12 assists with some upside, and a couple steals. If he's playing over 30 minutes, like this guy is a... Very good. Uh, he, he's really good at getting in the passing lanes. He always grabs a lot of steals per minute. So I really like him at 6'2 if he's pl- um, if there's no Brogdon. If there is Brogdon, then kind of uh, lowers my, my liking for McConnell a little bit. I probably won't go be, be going 6'2, but it would also depend on the news on Brogdon if he's going to be super limited or, or whatnot or uh, what they say about him. <clears throat> but... Um, I think Brogdon might not be playing, so uh, that's that's where we're looking. I mean, the guy hasn't played in nearly three weeks now, so uh, we'll definitely see about that. And hamstrings are tricky. You never know. You could injure your hamstring very quickly. Multiple people have done it. Latest example on a big name, James Harden. Uh, like uh, the not <clears throat> the um, soft tissue injuries, they're all the same, like hamstrings, groins, calves, uh, all those things are similar. Um, outside of that, I mean, it all depends on Sabonis. If, if Sabonis doesn't play, Brissett, an option at 5-4, a very good option. Him and Batadze uh, at 3,500, they will be in my lineup if there's no Sabonis. There's no front court depth there, and those are super cheap options where I can load on the Westbrooks of the world and the Tatums and, and w- can spend up more for uh, the Hornets guys if needed. Uh, so if there's no Sabonis, Brissett, Goga, make so much sense, and so does McDermott at 4-4. Um, <clears throat> so this team is pretty much a, their big guys are out, uh, 
Uh, I don't expect Sabonis to be out, but we'll say if because it's only two games. Uh, then there's a lot of value to be had on this team. Justin Holiday's only four or five, and he plays 30 minutes a game plus. So uh, even if they are playing, if you want wanted a safe floor but not as much upside, Holiday makes sense because you know the minutes are going to be there in four or five. Uh, we're looking for people around that price range. <clears throat> so that's what looking at a little bit. Uh, Doug McDermott, again, um, he's playing a solid amount of minutes. If Sabonis does play, he still should play a solid amount of minutes. And at 4-4, he makes a lot of sense. He's averaged over, or he scored over 24 points in the last four games, and he's only 4,400. So him hitting value there, even if the upside isn't in the 40s or, or 35, uh, is very good for a slate like this. So I would like him to, uh, more so obviously if Sabonis doesn't play, but he's solid even if Sabonis does play. Outside of that, I'm looking at Holiday and Sumner uh, if Brogdon doesn't play. I already mentioned I like McConnell a lot if Brogdon doesn't play. But also, we need some cheap value here. And Holiday and Sumner, in reverse order, I would say Sumner over Holiday, um, makes a lot of sense for cheap value here if there is no Brogdon. And both of them are also possibly not playing. Um, so they have to play, and Brogdon doesn't have to play for him to make sense. Um, Sumner makes some sense, uh, Sumner sense to throw in there as well. He might draw the start if he does play. Um, his minutes have been here and there, mostly there, or yeah, I guess there in that in the word <laughs> in the phrase that I used. Uh, but at 3,400, you can throw him in in a fast-paced matchup, um, paced-up matchup against the Hornets. But uh, these two guys would make a lot more sense if Brogdon doesn't play. And I'm leaning towards Brogdon not playing because it's been uh, nearly three weeks, so I don't know if he's ready. But it is the playing game for their season, so uh, no better time than now. But I do think that Pacers have a lot of options here, depending on what happens with these two guys, especially, and Holiday and Sumner. Um, and yeah, if Holiday and Sumner both miss or one miss, then McConnell does get extra minutes, uh, even if Brogdon does play. Uh, the other Holiday gets more minutes. Justin goes around like that. So we'll have to see exactly what their injury report is, but they do have a lot of these cheaper guys that we can play. Out of all the teams, they have the most of the cheaper guys that we can throw in there on a two-game slate where we do need cheaper guys. <clears throat> um, but that's it. There's a lot of people I like on there. Uh, at varying degrees, Sabonis would be my preferred play. McConnell, um, possibly, if there's no Brogdon, like him. Uh, then I mentioned Holiday McDermott are solid. Brissett and Patadze make sense if there's no Sabonis. Uh, Sumner, Holiday, the other Holiday makes sense if there's no Brogdon um, <clears throat> in that order. But we'll jump on over to this next game. Our last game of the night. Um, trying to give a lot of different scenarios here because there are only two games. But doing this one early in the morning, so we don't have the full injury report. We don't have anything on a lot of those questionable guys yet, but we should be getting it soon. But the set, this last game is at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Washington Wizards at the Boston Celtics. Uh, I mentioned the spread before, but we'll do it again. The Celtics are three-point home favorites, and the total is 235, so six points higher than this the other game. Uh, on the injury report for the Celtics, Jalen Brown is likely missing the entire postseason. <clears throat> no, he is missing the entire postseason. <laughs> They're not, nah. Uh, and Robert Williams is probable. For the Wizards, we have Danny Advia out, Thomas Bryant out, and Raul Nito as probable. 
I'll start with the Wizards. They are the away team. And we got to start right at the top in Westbrook. A whopping $12,400. He is easily the highest priced guy on the slate. He is 2,400 more than the second highest guy that is Sabonis. Uh, then there's Tatum at 9.8, Beal at 9, and no one else over 9. <clears throat> but, I mean, the way this guy's playing, he, he's playing over 40 minutes. It's been over 40 minutes since uh, he's only not played 40 minutes one time in the month of May. And that one time he didn't play 40 minutes, he played 39. So, yeah, he's going to be playing a ton of minutes. We already know about the triple-double because he is a triple-double machine. Uh, He's scoring the ball, taking a ton of shots, and scoring a lot lately. His fantasy points are through the roof, as you know. Uh, But in in three games against Boston on the year, he's only played 32 and a half minutes, so we can bump that up. We know that's going to be 40. Uh, He's averaged under 40 points at 39 and a half. We can also bump that up, extra eight minutes. He's also hitting his stride. He looks a lot healthier. A couple of those games were earlier in the season when he wasn't as healthy uh, and this team wasn't hitting their stride. So I'm not looking at the previous three games. He's probably going to see a lot of Marcus Smart, but there's also Bradley Beal who should see quite a bit of uh, Marcus Smart, or mostly Marcus Smart. But um, I prefer Westbrook over Beal, as I'm assuming everyone does. But obviously, $3,400 is nothing to sneeze at. And in that scenario, uh, if you wanted to uh, save some money, Bradley Beal is also, I'm going to use the phrase again, nothing to sneeze at. He's scored at least 41 fantasy or 40 fantasy points in his last some odd games, uh, six games at least, with one at over 50 and one over 60. So he's well worth bringing back. He's bringing back value there. Uh, maybe not Westbrook upside because I don't even know Westbrook's upside is insane. Um, but saving that three, four to get Sabonis and not have to go penny pinching uh, late in the lineup makes sense also. So obviously I'm going to play at least one of these guys. I prefer Westbrook if the lineup is right. And a lot of that for me depends on what happens with Indiana, but, um, Beal is nothing to sneeze at as well. And this is going to be, he's going to shoot, uh, they, they need these two guys to score a lot of points for this game to go their way. <clears throat> Outside of them, uh, Rui is a guy who's been playing solid. He's only at 5K now. He did jump up there uh, not too long ago, but I'm probably not going to go him. Um, it's not a matchup I love, but I, would, I, I want the, the other two guys. But I am looking at uh, Daniel Gafford. I know the minutes haven't been there, and I'm – confused i'm always confused as why uh, but he's still a per minute guy and under 4k that's what we're going to need we're going to need some people in there to get some solid value there uh 25 points is very reasonable for him to score uh, 20 is even more reasonable and that brings back value and that's what i want from a guy like daniel gafford uh, davis Bertans started on sunday uh, he's been getting more minutes lately the last <clears throat> since the Sixth of this month, the last two, four, we'll say six games. He's played 30 minutes five out of six times. Uh, Last game, he didn't play 30 minutes, but that's a lot of minutes for a guy only 4-2. I know he's pretty much just a shooter and doesn't do much else. Uh, But again, we're going to need some value here. And in a matchup that they're going to be keying in on on Westbrook and Beal, he's going to get open shots. Um, And 
you can shoot on the Celtics, and power forward position is one that uh, they have been able to score on and, and hasn't been the greatest um, competition-wise and, and fantasy-wise. Uh, they give up a lot of points. They're 26 against power forwards this year. So I like Davis Bertans at 4-2. Uh, we'll see if there's other options there, but that's not a bad option there. Outside of that, really not much to uh, go off of on the Wizards. We, we know it's a, a two-headed monster, and everybody else is just filling in there. Uh, we can look at Ish Smith. He has been playing pretty solid lately and, and getting minutes since he came back. Um, and he's only 3,900, another guy under 4K who's bringing back 20 points per game in, in his last uh, five games at least over 20, nothing under 21. Last game he scored had 36. So that's something that we can keep an eye on. Also, a very good price for a guy under 4K. And Raul Nito is, he's probable, but uh, if he's limited in any sort of way, that helps Ish Smith. Uh, Nito is not a guy that, uh, or isn't a guy that I don't hate either, but I'd rather just save $700 and go Ish, especially if he's limited in any sort of way. So I think we got, you know, you have the two big guys, uh, Bertans, Gafford, and Ish Smith makes for some solid value there too that we're going to need. Um, but everybody else, um, just leaving alone. On the Celtics side, last team of the night. We know Jalen Brown's not playing, so that means extra minutes, extra usage for everybody. Uh, this is Their season is technically not on the line, but you want to win. You don't want to go to that next game. Uh, whoever does lose this game does get a home game against Charlotte or Indiana no matter what anyway. But <clears throat> you're looking at Tatum. Uh, me, pers- I personally, I don't want, I'm probably not going to have much exposure to him. Uh, I would prefer Sabonis at 10K. And uh, Westbrook is obviously in a different level of everybody else because of his price. And then you got Beal. Uh, but I'd prefer Sabonis if Sabonis is playing. If Sabonis doesn't play, then I'll change my thought. But I'm probably not going to have much exposure to Tatum because I don't want to go like, have too many guys at bare minimum. Uh, but I am looking at Fournier. With no Jalen Brown, the usage, everybody gets a little bit of a bump. Uh, and 48 makes sense to me. Uh, the last two games, he played 34 and 24 minutes. Didn't really need to play much against Minnesota. <clears throat> or that I should say that he played. Uh, but he's been put, putting up near value, near 30 points in those two games, and then over 30 points in the other three, uh, with one over 50, one over 40. But this is a fast-paced matchup. This is a matchup that's going to be very good for him. He's going to draw the start. Um, he averages... Uh, 23 points a game in two games against the Wizards, and that's at 38 minutes. I expect him to play, or 28 minutes. I expect him to play 10 more, about 38 minutes if they can, and I expect that to be about 30 points minimum for him, and he's a guy, uh, if you can't pay up for Tatum, which I'm probably not going to, depending, but if you can't pay up for Tatum, I think Fournier, Marcus Smart make a lot of sense. Even Kemba Walker uh, makes a lot of sense here as well. <clears throat> Last game Kemba played, was a few times ago, and he had 54 points. He hasn't played since the 11th, which has been a week. Uh, they pretty much rested him in for this game, so he should be good and ready to go. Uh, he took 27 shots in his last game. That's an outlier. He's not going to take 27 shots, but I think he's going to bring back value. He uh, in his last, he's been bringing back 40 point games. Uh, <clears throat> four, five in the last seven games, he brought 
over 40 points. So uh, there is value to be had there if you have that money. If you don't, Fournier, Smart, also in very good spots. Um, makes sense. I prefer Fournier over Smart for the extra $200 there. Uh, but I wouldn't rule any of them out depending on where my dollars lie uh, later on. Um, outside of that, you can look at Thompson possibly. Robert Williams is probable. We'll see. He, he only played 11 minutes in the last game he played, and he hasn't played in nine days. Um, and he didn't play for a few time, games before that. So we'll see exactly where he is physically, where his minutes are going to be. I would expect if he's okay, they're going to run him out as much as possible. But you never know. And if that's the case, if he's not going to be playing more than 21 minutes, Tristan Thompson makes sense because you got to play someone. <clears throat> and he could see 30-plus minutes. Uh, it obviously isn't a great per-minute guy but um, a guy that you can potentially look at and not hate yourself for. But I do prefer Rob Williams for 400 more as of now, unless I hear something different. Another guy you can potentially look at who's been playing around 20 minutes um, is Aaron Naismith. I think we do have a little bit better value, but uh, he is another guy that you can just look at in this fast tempo uh, type of matchup. Um, he's been playing about 20 minutes or so and bringing back solid value. And so has Peyton Pritchard for another $200. Uh, again, those guys I'm not in love with, but I uh, don't mind having to go to them to differ from the field in GPPs. I expect them to be super low owned comparatively to some of these other guys, especially since they're coming off the bench. And uh, I'll take some shots there, probably more so Pritchard than I do Naismith, but I do think both of them are in decent matchups. <clears throat> oh, have this uh, tickle, but yeah, that's it for those two games. There's a lot of a lot of options there, depending on what we see on some of these injury reports. And the biggest injury report is the uh, Pacers here, uh, because they have their two highest priced guys questionable, and we already know Turner, Lamb, Warren are out. But I'll go to these player tiers really quickly: um, high priced, mid tier, and low. So my favorite high priced guy over. 8K, uh, it's going to be Sabonis if he plays. I just think against this Charlotte Hornets team, especially if Brogdon doesn't play, who hasn't played in three weeks, I'm leaning towards him being closer to out than playing. But we don't know. The season's been super crazy. Uh, but that opens up a lot more ball handling, a lot more uh, facilitating for this guy. And a triple-double is well within reach if Brogdon doesn't play. If Brogdon does play, he still has triple-double upside in this particular matchup with no true big man or guy that can match his physicality or skill set. Uh, so I don't, I like paying up 10 K and I expect Sabonis to play 38 plus minutes in this one. I uh, played 39 in that last game and I expect him to just go out there and play as much as he can possibly handle in a do or die game. Now my second guy that I like for the mid tier, I'm going to stick to the same team. Uh, eh, I'll switch it up. So we don't have, couple guys Indy and everything relying on Brogdon uh, but I'll go with Fournier then I was going to say McConnell I like McConnell because I still think Brogdon won't play but I'll switch it up just in case Brogdon does play and then everybody wondering who who you like after Uh, Fournier at 6k Um, I won't rely on the injury there or I should say I will rely on the injury but one we already know Jalen Brown is not going to be playing he should start he should play 30-plus minutes in this game. Fast-tempo matchup, matchup that very well suits him in against the Wizards. Um, they don't really have a true small forward. Sometimes they'll play Beal at small forward and go small, 
or they'll play Bertans. And neither of those guys, um, Beal's going to be focused on scoring a lot more. And Bertans is a little big and not as lateral. His his lateral quickness is not like Fournier's. Uh, Really like Fournier to step into a bigger role without Brown. And he has the upside to get 40-plus points at only a 6K value, or 6K price tag, I should say. And then we'll go to um, the... I'm drawing a blank. Oh, the value tier. And there are quite a few guys to consider here. Um, And some of them are going to be, or a lot of them will be on the Pacers because who knows who's going to be in, who's going to be out at the moment. But just like I said in the last one, I won't rely on the ins or outs. I do think Sabonis is going to play, and that's why I mentioned him. But we'll go with the uh, should be playing, or no ins, no outs. And I like Ish Smith at 3,900. He's been playing a solid complement of minutes, uh, over 23 in the last four games. He has near double-digit shot attempts in every game, uh, the lowest being nine. We're bringing back solid value. And this is a possibility for this team to play small again. Uh, There's no Jalen Brown. They're going to be playing Fournier probably at the three a lot, uh, starting at the three, Smart, Kemba. That's a smaller lineup, so you can get away with playing Ish, Westbrook, Beal for a lot longer stretches. Um, And uh, this guy's been bringing back over 20 points in five straight games, with the last one being 36. And that's rock solid value for a guy under 4K. He's bringing back value at least 5X in five straight games. Uh, Good matchup. Could see more time playing small. And uh, has the potential to bring six, seven times value here at uh, under 4K, which we des- definitely need on definitely need on a two-game slate. All right, so that's it for the podcast. Uh, I tried to break down as much as I could with the different scenarios on these two games because we do have some people questionable and pretty big names. But uh, thank you guys as always for joining in or listening, joining me here, and we will catch you again tomorrow for the second day of the playing games, the Western Conference start of the playing games uh and that will be will or that will be keith and mike on that for the spurs at grizzlies and warriors at lakers games so again thank you guys for joining us and have a great day This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.